Honey, have we done everything wrong as we approach the end of the year? I'm Matt Robus and I'm with Mike Morton. This is Financial Life Planning, the Mike Morton Podcast, which is also broadcast on WKXL Radio. And as always, I'm your host and Mike Morton is my guest on his show. Oh my goodness. It's so weird. It's so weird. So we are talking today, we're recording this, full disclosure to our listeners, because this will hopefully have a long shelf life. I think this discussion is actually relevant at any time, but it's especially relevant right now. We're approaching the end of the year, and like with all things, you have a few to-do items, and you might, over the course of the year, have gotten your whole investing life just a little bit out of whack. So Mike, you're here to tell people, as we approach the end of the year, what are you doing with your clients to provide a little end of your cleaning? I was going to say spring cleaning. That's not a thing. Spring cleaning in the fall. Matt, is that the new intro? You just launch right into it. It's not welcome to the name. No, and the, it's no. just like, boom. You got to get right into <laughs> it these going. days. The kids these days, they watch TikToks. If you have a, if you wait more than 15 seconds to tell them what they're about to get, they're on to a hot day. 15. Cringe. It's usually like three. <laughs> Like three seconds. This show is also a hot dance craze. And if you watch the video version, Mike is going to do a creative dance for you uh, rebalancing your portfolio. Oh, man. Why do I even let you onto my show, Matt? I'm not even sure why you're here. <laughs> because it's my show. That's the dirty little secret. All right. In all somewhat seriousness, is that really a thing that like right now at the end of the year, you have to tell people, hey, Time to check in on a few things and make sure you haven't gotten out of balance. Well, there's definitely end of year planning for financial planners. There's definitely a few things to touch on because there's a calendar year. The IRS has some issues that happen like throughout the calendar year. So you have to do things uh. during the calendar year. But today's topic is a portfolio overview slash review. And I think it's another thing that you can put at the end of the year if you haven't checked on your portfolio, which I'm sure you have this year. But if you haven't, Matt, we just I went over not. this. Matt does not watch the markets and he doesn't check in on his portfolio or anything. But for those of you out here, out there who do, this is just a good time of year to review that. And if you haven't, like Matt, we'll go over what maybe you should be doing at least <laughs> oh, once no. a year. I treat my investments. Like those unboxing videos that are super popular for no freaking reason at all online. Like people like to watch other people open boxes. Oh, yeah. it's, hey, it's look great. what I got in here. That's the way I like to treat my investments. It's, hey, when I retire, I'll find, I'll out, find what's, out what's in there. And if it's nothing, I'll, uh, back to I'll work. tighten my belt a little bit <laughs> or eat it. So, but you're saying that I actually should do like a little sneak peek inside. Yeah, you should. To be honest. So first off the bat, I might let you off the hook, Matt. Do you have to check your portfolio and rebalance? I would argue you should at least know what your portfolio generally is. And I'm guessing, Matt, you generally know what's in there. But I will say this. And so the second part is, do you have to rebalance or tweak things? No, you don't have to. If you're pretty comfortable with where things are and they're in a good place for you, wherever you are in your journey, then fantastic. You don't have to rebalance. But I will say this, Matt, you should look at your overall portfolio. Everyone that has ever come and worked with me does has never given me all their accounts all at once in one pie chart and said, here, Mike, I've already compiled all my accounts and all my investments. And I know exactly how the, what the breakdown is across these 12 different accounts. And so that's a really good exercise here at the end of the year that you should gather all your investment accounts, your 401ks, your IRAs, your brokerage accounts, 10, 12, 15 different types of accounts, and put them into one pie chart so that you know how much cash and stocks and bonds and is it the right allocation for where you are. 
This reminds me, just to give a little shout out to one of my favorite episodes that we've done together is, do I have too many accounts? And it's just a fact of modern yes. work life that you work at a job. Maybe you're fortunate enough that they have a 401k. And so, you know, you have that account. Then you get another job because it's an average of something like eight job switches in a career these days. So you get another job. There's another one. You go to college. I've got a student loan. I got to maintain that account there. They all have passwords, by the way. <laughs> we should do a show just on why you need a password manager. It's another thing on my passive to-do list that I haven't Oh, done you need yet. a password but manager, Matt. Absolutely. That <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. This is why people come to you is to tell you, to hear all the things that you should be doing. Let me guess. I should not be eating lard for breakfast. Thanks, mom. <laughs> so <laughs> lard for breakfast. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. That's great. I'm the not, point is, you need guess what? I'm not coming to your house for breakfast. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're way off. But it is, it that is a hard that is a hard thing to do. But I see your yeah. point. If I really sat down, I do actually have a system where I at least know what all my accounts are, and I know how to log into them. And I could probably, with about ten to fifteen minutes of diligent effort, find out where everything stands today. And what you're saying is I should at least do that. Exercise. Yeah. That, so that's what we're going to do, Matt. So you just told me 10 or 15 minutes. Great. So next time we record, we're going to do a short segment on Matt's breakdown of cash stocks and bonds. I want to say you're going to end the sentence on breakdown. <laughs> breakdown. On Matt's breakdown. Matt looks at his accounts and comes crying and drunk. So onto it, the it turns out yeah. it's now a solo podcast from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah. Terrible advice, but okay, you know, I will do it's that. It's funny, actually. You mentioned password managers. That's now part of my checklist for all my clients. You should have a password manager. So, really? Yeah. So that could be a separate topic for us sometime. But yeah, I'm a big fan of password managers. I think everyone should have some, especially if you're in a relationship where you and a partner have accounts. Password manager. Okay. What's going to happen if, so if something happens to one of you? have a password manager. So anyway, that's a, an aside. The other thing is, Matt, you'd be surprised how many people come into me and say, oh yeah, I do have some account and I don't have access to it. <laughs> so everyone walks in. Oh yeah, I have this account. It's got about $50,000 in it. I'm not sure where, what it is. I'll track that down for you. This is the dude, where's my car of financial play. By the way, not just to put my brother-in-law on blast for a second. Sorry, man. This actually happened to him. He like lost a car. He couldn't remember where his car was for like months. Months. He found it. Wait, yeah, months? months. He had, he they had, they're a two car family, and they just like where's my car? I don't know. Family. This no, but this is actually quite possible. We joke, but I'm beginning to come around to your point of view that at the very least, you could find because we've had such a volatile 2022, you could find that. You might have done things well. You might have tried to diversify early in the year, but things could have gotten inadvertently out of balance or your priorities might have changed and you just might not have thought about it. The last time you did this exercise, you could have had different life circumstances. Now that you mention all of this, I'm beginning to see the wisdom of just doing a little checkup to see maybe, maybe you did not have a kid 
the last time you did this exercise. Maybe you had a different job the last time you had this exercise. This actually makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah, like, just, oh, suddenly we've got a kid. I love that. It wasn't around Maybe last you time. had two cars the last time. <laughs> yeah, you, you had two cars, right? Now you've got one. <laughs> no, it is, it's a great exercise. A lot of the things that we work on are to build awareness. And this is another thing I do at the beginning of the year, and we'll have a, an episode on this in a few months, which is looking backward on what you spent money on. And it's to build awareness to say, you should just know these things. And if it's, and Matt, it's great to hear it could take you 10 or 15 minutes to do that. Cause I expect many of the listeners might take an hour or two. That's to unrealistic. To, Let's be clear. Track these things down. Yeah. But it's that, I think it's worth it to spend a couple of hours once a year to just build some awareness. Hey, am I, oh, wow. I am 90% invested in stocks. Oh, that's good, actually. I still have a 20-year time horizon. That's good. I should be heavily invested for the long run. So I like that. Or, oh, gosh, when I add in my checking and savings accounts, which has grown, I haven't been investing automatically. It's just I've been saving. I'm a good saver. That's really ballooned a little bit. And it turns out there's some cash sitting around in my IRAs. I forgot to invest that. No, I've got like 20 or 30% sitting in, that's not good. If I have that, if I'm young, yeah. I'm still working, I have that long time horizon. So it's really good to look at the overall portfolio across all your accounts. So definitely recommend at least starting there. Are you ready to create your ideal lifestyle? Let's discover what's most important to you and design a plan to have more of that in your life. Go to meetmikemorton.com. All one word, meetmikemorton.com. Boy, this is like a fractal. Like you, the further down you drill, the more detail I'm finding down here. Because now that you say all this, it occurs to me, I worked for the federal government up, up through about 12 years ago. And the federal government 401k is called the Thrift Savings Plan. And I did an initial allocation of where I wanted those investments to go probably about 20 years ago. And it's now occurring to me that I have not looked at what that allocation is probably since then. And that's maybe not so great. And I did actually ask a financial advisor at one point, hey, should I consolidate that account? And he said, no, don't worry about it. It's doing well. It's very low cost. Leave it. It's fine. But it does occur to me that it, because of the differential rates that various sectors may have been growing or contracting, when I plug that in and take a look at my overall portfolio, I could be misaligned in where I am in kind of my, I'm going to use a vomitatious word here, my life journey, meaning I'm increasingly old. It sounds like an adventure. You might call life journey. Or the cynical way of looking at it. I'm at the looming sunset phase of my life. <laughs> it's a beautiful sunset. Oh, wait, does that mean we're almost yeah. at the end? <laughs> yeah, see, you're glass half full. I, there are some people who are glass half empty. I'm glass half full of poison. So, no, I'm beginning to see exactly what you mean. Yeah, and I think it also reminds, if you're a younger listener or even middle of your career, we're often too conservative. I like the way you said that. Like, I had this account from 12 years ago. I don't even know what's in there. And my guess is it's a typical kind of 80% stocks, 20% bonds. And really, when you're young, if you're in your 20s, 30s, even 40s, you can be almost 100% stocks. Because to your point, Matt, think of that account. You were in your 20s and 30s adding to that account, and you haven't even checked it in 12 years it would have been best, it would have done the best if it was 100% invested in stocks. 
over the over that time horizon. And so it reminds you for all those younger listeners are still starting to grow your portfolio, or if you had that 20 year time horizon, we can be more aggressive than you think. And each of these accounts is mm. typically set up and I do the same with my clients. I'm a little bit conservative, right? Because hey, I don't want you to lose money. I don't want it to crash, even though I know the market could go up and down. And so they're typically these target date funds have 10, 20, 30% bonds and cash in them. And if you're in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, you don't really need any of that. All right, let's eat the elephant here. The old thing, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? I think the problem with all of this is, my gosh, where do you start? This involves, it's all a giant pain because for each one of these things, if you don't know how to access the account, you got to go through 50 steps to do that. If you do, you got to look up, you got to log in, maybe anyway. Yeah. So let's just operationalize this for a second. What's step one? Is it literally to do this census and just open everything, find out what everything is and write it all down? You got it. Yeah. Let's start with just listing all your accounts and the values. And that's debts as well as assets. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get everything. In this episode, I'm really just talking assets. Okay. We can go okay. other side, but let's just talk about assets. Just your, and in fact, not all your assets, just your investable assets. So just your checking, checking, savings, brokerage accounts, 401ks, IRAs, that kind of, all those where there's actual money that you can invest. HSAs, health savings accounts, 529 accounts. Okay. Anywhere you've got some money sitting in an account that you should have some kind of login to. Let's go ahead and list those. Hopefully you can do that pretty quickly, pen and paper or a little Excel spreadsheet. Okay. Then let's take it a step further. If you're comfortable with that or you got that, let's use some software to start pulling together that pie chart. Now, this is where I'm a little bit short on recommendations. I know I'd used in the past personal capital was one where Mm. you could pull together all your accounts. I'm sure there's other good ones out there. I think even like Mint, which is a budgeting software, might be able to help you with like your investable accounts. You can put in Fidelity or Schwab or Vanguard and it'll pull that information and get you a good look. But if you can get some software, that gives you that nice big pie chart across those 12 accounts, that's a great step as well. So I would start there. And to your point, like if you come across some accounts that you're missing the login or you don't have access, you don't know the balance, that's great. That's just, that's discovery, right? That's, hey, I got to track this down. Now, you don't have to track it down literally right now. We don't have to spend four hours all at once making a bunch of phone calls trying to figure it out. Just write it and say, oh my gosh, I have this account somewhere. I really need to track this down. Now you're aware of it. Now you know it's out there and you've got to get that login, right? Or whatever it is. And that does go to the kind of elephant eating exercise. What I like to do, and I, about four or five years ago, I had to go through a process of trying to rationalize things just a little bit. And I really did break it down into, it's another aphorism that I'm really fond of, one job at a time, every job a success. And so... I find that if I can break this down into, hey, look, we're approaching the end of the year, but it's not like I see your point about the IRS does have annual tasks that you need to do. So some of this is time driven. But if you discover that you've got an account out there and it's, huh, this really should be rolled over. I have a 401k. It should be rolled over to an IRA. And believe me, they do not make this easy. It's like trying to quit the gym. Yep. Okay. What you can do is you can work with someone like Mike, or you can do a little work on your own. And you can figure out, like, how do I break this down into steps that will take me 15 to 30 minutes, and I'm going to do one per week. And that's literally how I accomplished. I accomplished one rollover a few years ago, and it took me a few months. And I just 
I broke it into, because then they needed a new form to send that anyway. And then I, I had to make a phone call. It's like, all right, this week I'm making the phone call. That's what's going to happen. And lo and behold, it got done. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's, and unfortunately, it's not easy because they like to have your money. <laughs> so they don't want you to roll it over somewhere else. But yeah, you just got to figure that out. So first, just create the sheet. Then if you can use some software, get together a big pie chart just to build awareness. Okay. When we're just looking at what that is. The other thing I would say for an action item now, Matt, would be getting your cash somewhere where it's making some interest. So if you literally have cash in your checking or savings for the last four years, I've been like, just leave it there. You can't earn money on that safe money. If you don't want it to go down, potentially go down in value, there was nowhere to go and get interest on your money. So any checking account, any savings account, it really didn't matter. Now, fortunately, we're in an environment that you can get three or 4% interest on your money and not lose any principal. Okay. So if you're in a checking or savings account and you look, if you have 10 or 20,000 and that's your working cash, great. Of course, leave it there. It's coming in and out direct deposit. You're paying off your credit cards and stuff like that. But if you have an emergency fund of 20,000, or if you have in your brokerage account some of that cash and bond allocation to keep things nice and steady, you should be getting three, four, five percent on that money. All right. So you can get this at money market funds. You can get these in short-term CDs. You can get these in ultra short-term treasury ETFs. There's a couple of different ways of doing this. <clears throat> but if you have some cash, make sure that you're getting three or four or five percent on that money. That's a really great homework assignment for everyone right now. And we've just got like 45 seconds left in the show here. But so just to summarize here, step one, do that census. Step two, do the work on the individual accounts. If you find those nits and gnats, pick through them yep. and start parsing it out into doable, digestible tasks. And step three, and this is a good one, no matter what you're saying right now, while you can get interest of three or 4%, if you've got money in cash, get that over into one of those vehicles that you just listed off and that'll earn you a little bit of money. And if you accomplish nothing else, that's a valuable step. Yeah, there's itself. a few hundred bucks a year, potentially thousands of dollars a year, just by taking a few minutes of your time, making sure that your cash is working for you. Mike Morton, Financial Advice. Thanks so much. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or MortonFinancialAdvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at financialplanningpod at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.